Hey ladies, welcome to the Looking Above podcast. It's easy to get bogged down in details of everyday life. If we aren't intentional, our eyes can easily be pulled away from the Lord and we can set our gaze on things of earth. 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. My name is Karen Boffman and I'm the women's pastor at New Life Church in Gillette, Wyoming. I believe that our perspective changes everything. So together, we'll be looking above. to Looking Above. I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Hopefully this conversation that we're about to embark on is going to encourage you. And on the backside of this, you're going to feel so much better. I have my friend Lindsay here with me today, and we're going to talk a little bit about how we use our words. And so we have dug into scripture and found a bunch of verses that we just want to talk about and talk a little bit about um, her experiences, my experiences, and how we can use our words better as friends. So Lindsay, thank you for being here today. Well, thank you for asking me. I am so glad you are here and we have just been giggling away for the last (laughs) hour. So um, you're in for a treat today. Lindsay is delightful, but Lindsay, will you introduce yourself to my listeners here? I will. I am Lindsay Lundvall and um, I am married to my husband, Shay. We have been married for almost 15 years which I don't know how that's possible because I'm still like 25. Exactly. So (laughs) I'm trying to do the math and I keep coming up short somehow. Um, But I have two small children at home. My daughter is seven and my son just turned five. And um, I'm a school counselor by day and I am a ballet teacher by night. And yeah. Yeah. I love running. <laughs> oh, well, we'll still be friends. I, I do. There's just something about the challenge that I love. Good. That's, I wish I loved running. <laughs> I do not. It is a good challenge. I yeah. Like. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to talk about how we use our words. And so I think we'll just kind of throw out some of these verses that we've mm-hmm. been talking about, and then we can just kind of reflect on them and discuss that back and forth. The, um, I wanted to start with how we shouldn't use our words. Yeah. Um, and these verses today are all um, out of what we call the one another passages. So they're all verses in the New Testament that talk about how we are to interact with and engage with one another. Okay, there's lots of them in the New Testament, and they're great when we kind of take them and lump them all into one whole. It's kind of like this is how the church is supposed to behave. Yeah. Follow these rules. This is this is how we do life with one another. So the first one here is out of Galatians 5.15. And I'm really just taking snippets of these verses, but it says, don't bite, devour, and consume one another. That is some descriptive yeah. language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot there in that short little verse. Um I think you know, I think um when I think of the don't bite, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've, you've heard the phrase, you know, if somebody's been approached or something, they'll be like, oh my gosh, I just got my head bit off mm. or something like that. And mm-hmm. we all know what that means. It means like they either got in trouble or they got yelled at. Um, but I think what's hard is 
people, there are people that we come across and our friends, Mm -hmm. people we work with, um, that are very proud to be a blunt and honest person. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, I'm just a tell it like it is person. You're always (laughs) going to know what's on my mind. You're always going to know how I feel about certain things, about certain people. And and although I think that's great, I think there's a very fine line there. And Mm -hmm. I think that that people that use that, that I'm a tell it like it is person, it's an excuse for them to be mean. Right. And it's an excuse for them to just say what they want. They don't have any filter. They don't mm-hmm. have any thought of how this could affect, how their words could affect somebody. They just tell it like it is. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else just has to sit there and take it. Yeah. And so the, the back part of that verse says consume one another. And so I think of, um, which, you know, I didn't think of when we were mm-hmm. talking, but I think of a forest fire mm. and how... Um, like uh, just one small little flame can just quickly devour or consume trees around it. Yep. And so, um, I just, I think that's, we have to be careful. Right. Um, being proud of being a blunt and honest person. Mm -hmm. Um, and Karen, you know me, I'm (laughs) very like, well, not, I don't, I wouldn't consider myself a sarcastic person. I would consider myself a person who really likes dumb dad jokes. Mm -hmm. And I like throwing them out there at random. I like to laugh for sure. Yeah. Um, So sarcasm, like sarcasm has its place. Right. And I think we need to be very careful there too Mm -hmm. with sarcasm because a lot of times we Mm -hmm. can use sarcasm to cover up what we really want to say and what we right. really want to say is something that's super mean yeah. and is super hurtful and could be very offensive to somebody. But mm-hmm. because we used it in a sarcastic way, it's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. And I think that too, we have to be very careful of that and very mindful of that. Right. Um, because yeah, sarca- sarcasm is saying what you want to say in a funny way. Right. But if if it's what you really want to say, then say it. And come up with a good way to say it. Come up with a kind way to say it. I don't know. Come up with a constructive way to say it. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Don't just rip on your friend. Yeah. We can't, we can, in that sarcastic way, bite somebody. Mm -hmm. We can devour them Mm -hmm. um, and consume them. Yeah. I once heard um, somebody say, there's a hint of truth to every bit of sarcasm. Mm-hmm. For sure. And ever since then, when people are sarcastic, I always think of that and I think, oh, mm-hmm. they kind of meant that. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then it becomes hurtful. <laughs> you know, that, that joke becomes hurtful. And that's something, too, that people will say something kind of sarcastically and then they're like, oh, I was just teasing. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. No, maybe you really weren't just teasing. Okay, you said what you really wanted to say, but you right. tried to be funny about it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hurtful. It, it is. It, can, it really yeah. is. When we look at those words, and uh, you know, I I will geek out on Greek and Hebrew sometimes. <laughs> is just I love it because um, I think so often our English Bibles are just a little bit lacking because you can't go into like the full description of what that word 
means, you know, because they have these really in-depth meanings and it would make our Bible like six times bigger if we (laughs) spelled it all out, right? (laughs) Um, But when you look at those, the bite and devour and consume, like those kind of get progressively bigger or worse, right? Like the biting is like a metaphorical wounding of the soul. And Mm -hmm. it's telling us don't don't wound your friends, Mm -hmm. you know, and then don't devour them that... Uh, I love this because it said, like, literally, it is ferociously consuming all the way down with a rapacious, voracious appetite. Like, I don't even know what those words mean other than that's somebody who's extremely hungry. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that's like hangry (laughs) to the next level. (laughs) Right? So, like, don't, like, come in and devour other Christians, or especially our friends, and sometimes, right, women can get a little catty and they can do this and just kind of devour each other with their words, use their words to just destroy. And then that last one says, you know, and consume, consume each other. So like literally just annihilate, destroy them. And words have the power to do that. And when I was looking at this, it just reminded me of John 10, 10, which says that the thief comes to Mm -hmm. steal, Mm -hmm. kill, and destroy, but I've come that they may have life and have it abundantly. And when you look at those steal, kill, and destroy, it is also the same kind of progression where Satan is just trying to utterly obliterate us. When I put those two things side by side, there are times when we are doing Satan's work for him with our words. Oh, for sure. Like he's having the heyday. He is... He is totally winning um, when we are biting each other, when we are using our words instead of to build each other up, Mm -hmm. um, when we are using our words to tear each other down and to speak evil. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, Satan is like we have an enemy and we have have to be aware of that. We have to be aware of the enemy that surrounds us and that when we are living in a way contrary to what God is wanting us to live, Mm -hmm. we are giving the enemy a foothold into our life. And like, if that doesn't terrify us, like, I don't know what would terrify us. And I think too, um, with our friends Mm -hmm. and with the, the way we talk to our friends, I Mm -hmm. do think it's important um, for every single one of your friends to walk ag- around with their Enneagram number on their forehead so you know exactly what you can and can't say to them. If I think that'd be eight, very helpful. If they're an eight, you can be a little more blunt and for direct sure, with them. For sure, for sure. not if so much. If they're two like me, you um, just – so no negative comments on this podcast. It will deeply, deeply offend me. But I do think there is, um, we do need to get to know our friends and the people around us, the people that are in our village. We need to know them Mm -hmm. and what fills their tank and what drains their tank. Mm -hmm. Um, And when we know that, we can be more cognizant of how we're using our words around them. Right, right. You know, as you're talking, I'm thinking too about the verse that says, for we battle not against flesh and blood. Right. Right. And so often... Um, we get into a fight with our friend mm-hmm. and it becomes a flesh and blood sure. battle. And we, especially I think as women, I don't know that men trash talk quite in the same way, right? Like it's just different with men. But as women, we just start tearing people down with yeah. our words. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm going to take that right into the next verse sure. that I have here, which is don't grumble among one another. And that's in John 6, 43. And that uh, that grumble is like to murmur or muddle, mutter with muffled undertones, like just having this smoldering discontent, <laughs> right? Like, and, and so you and I were talking about kind of venting versus murmuring. How, oh, yeah. What's, what's the distinction there? So when I first hear grumbling, don't grumble among one another, it it makes me think of um, my son when he's really hungry. He will say, Mommy, there's a lion in my tummy. Mm. And he's talking about like how that lion is like growling. Mm -hmm. And so I think, um, you know, usually that's like an indication for something deeper. There's Mm -hmm. not really a lion in his tummy. He's hungry. He needs some food. And so I think when we are grumbling about something – what are we grumbling about? Like, what is it? Mm. What's the what's the function of that grumbling? Like, right. what's the purpose? Like, why are we grumbling? Is it something that irritated us? Is it something that we ourselves, mm-hmm. it's a heart condition with us that we need to fix and we need to go pray right. about and seek the Lord's wisdom and his guidance? Um, what is it that is causing our grumbling? So I yeah. think of, you know, like I said, my son, like, He's hungry. He needs food. Like, that's what the function is. Like, he needs some food to fix that grumbling when he says there's a lion in my tummy. (laughs) When we're just – sometimes we just grumble, and we have no idea what we're grumbling about. Right. Uh, And then venting. Okay. So I think venting, me personally, Mm -hmm. I think venting is very healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why is I think if we hold things in, it can fester. Mm -hmm. And when we allow things that – because usually – when we're venting, we're venting about something that frustrates us, that angers us, that mm-hmm. irritates us, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. When we hold that in, it festers. And when it festers, we are giving the enemy that mm-hmm. foothold. Right. Because he's going, oh, this is like my ticket in. Yep. So I think and then venting. it turns into bitterness and it, then it turns it, into broken relationship. And, absolutely. Yeah. And so we, we, I think venting is healthy. However, mm-hmm. who you vent to, um, we have to be careful of. Right. Um, be careful of who you're venting to and mm-hmm. who's around right. when you're venting. Right. So if you live in a small town like we do, <laughs> you literally have to be careful because p- potentially the person you're venting to is related to the person you're venting about. Right. But but bigger than that, it's, it's not just a, when you were saying be careful who you vent to. It's more of a... Is that person trustworthy? Yes. Is that person, what is that person going to do with your grumbling? Is this a person, yes, I think think you nailed it, Karen. Is this a person that I can trust, Mm -hmm. that they're not going to be like, oh, guess what I heard Lindsay say, Mm -hmm. or guess what I heard Karen say? Mm -hmm. Like, this is somebody that you can trust. And sometimes I think, too, it's okay to go to that person and be like, I don't need you to solve this problem for me. Mm -hmm. I just need to get this out. Mm -hmm. I need to vent. Right. And then, right. like, I will – I have a friend that I will text and I will start it. And it's it's because a lot of times when we see each other, we don't have a lot of time for that. Mm-hmm. We see each other frequently, but we don't have a lot of time for that stop. Let's really have a heart-to-heart mm-hmm. conversation. So I will start it with rant. I will <laughs> send my rant, and then it will be – and then I will end it with end rant, and then I'm done with it. Like, right. I've said what I need to say, like – and it's almost this, like – <sighs> cathartic okay. feeling yeah I got that off my chest and now I'm good so I think right. venting is okay mm-hmm. but we yes like sometimes people will vent to anybody around to who's mm-hmm. there to listen mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And that can be dangerous because if we vent to the wrong person, um, that could be detri- detrimental to who we are and oh, our right. character. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that can also become borderline gossip. And, oh, yeah. you know, and that can cause a whole lot of other things to kind of brew <laughs> as we as we do that. So absolutely, we need to be careful and cautious and who we choose is so important because we want to, like for me, it's usually my husband. I think you're probably the same way. Often it's Absolutely. your husband that you talk to. Um, I have a few trusted friends that if I really need to talk about something, and I'm extremely cautious with grumbling at all. You know, I just, I am. Um, but my goal in the people that I choose to grumble to, to vent to, is that those are people who are going to point me back to the truth at the end of that. So they're either going to say, like, I think you're off base here, Karen, yeah. <laughs> and you need to get your heart right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or they're going to say, like, I, I don't think that's true. Let's look at the facts here mm-hmm. and let's let's look at what is true. Or they're going to point me back to God and say, like, have you prayed about this? Mm-hmm. Why don't we pray about this? Or, you know what, this is a legitimate concern or whatever and you need to go to this person like talking to me isn't the person you need to talk to and so then it's somebody who's going to say have you gone to them have you sought reconciliation have you tried to work through this biblically so I think that's important too in our venting is that we need to have those people those friends who are going to say okay let's bring Jesus back into the equation and take like okay you're being very human right now Karen but (laughs) remember Jesus lives in your heart and let's let him speak now you know so just to kind of have that person those people who keep us um looking above the worldliness and and bringing God back into that absolutely yeah so James, in James chapter 4, verse 11, and again in 5, 9, it talks about don't complain against one another. And that's like this speaking down to, again, just kind of like taking away from um, just breaking people down. And as we were talking earlier, you were talking about like construction and yeah. destruction. Yeah. Can you talk about yeah, that again? Absolutely. So, um, okay, so the, you, the verse that I... Um, Karen and I were talking that like Proverbs, I love Proverbs. It's mm-hmm. very like rabbit trail-ish mm-hmm. um, where there's like these little golden nuggets of information like just scattered all throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like it's God's way of being like, I'm keeping you on your toes. Like, so you're paying attention. <laughs> yeah. But um, Proverbs 11.9 says, evil words destroy one's friends, but wise discernment rescues the godly. So I think of, okay, so evil words destroying one's friends. And it's easier mm-hmm. If you think about construction, it is a lot easier to destroy something Mm. than it is to build it up. So Brecken, I'm going to use my son. He loves the magnetic building blocks Mm -hmm. that... Mm -hmm. Like the magnetiles? Yes, yes. Yes. And he has all different shapes and sizes. And he will spend like a solid 20 minutes building like a house that has like Mm -hmm. a toilet area in it and a living room area (laughs) and then an upper floor and a third floor. Like he will spend... And a lot of times like the ceiling will fall in or things. So he is being very delicate. Mm -hmm. He's being very careful. He's almost moving slowly Mm -hmm. when he builds it. Mm -hmm. And then he... He will be a tree, a T-Rex, and in an instant, like one swipe, ah, he will destroy it, yeah. and it is flattened to the ground, right. and it's completely destroyed. 
And we are like that with our friends Mm. or any relationship Mm -hmm. that we have. Mm -hmm. Like it takes, we can destroy a friendship. We can destroy a relationship with one swipe of our mouth, Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. one careless, like it says in Proverbs, evil words. And I think, oh my gosh, like evil, like, yikes, like (laughs) that's such a, like, that's like a word I don't even like to say. Right? It's a strong term. It is a very strong term. And, but we can destroy a relationship or a friendship with one mm. careless mm-hmm. um, word or phrase or grumbling or complaining. Right. Where, you know, it takes time to build up. It takes precision. It takes some patience. Yeah. It takes being careful um, being careful with your Enneagram two friends, <laughs> but it does like you have to be careful. Right. You have to be precise sometimes. Right. Um, you have to be gentle. You might have to go back and like fix little things. Mm-hmm. Um, but building up, like we have the opportunity with our friends and with any relationships for that matter, we can either, our friendships can either be a demolition site or a mm-hmm. construction opportunity. Right. Like we can be destroying like Godzilla walking through paths and just destroying anything that yeah. comes into our path with our words and even mm-hmm. our attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can use every friendship as a construction opportunity right. to build them up and to be yeah. careful in how we do it. Um, we, Katie, if you... Mm-hmm. podcasts ago mm-hmm. talked about the strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. and she gave that illustration which I thought was so great about the report card and mm-hmm. how you know if you get a report card you you're looking at the areas that need improvement the right. areas where you're not doing so great right. and instead we need to shift our focus to those strengths and I think mm-hmm. we do the same with our friends we do mm-hmm. the same we're looking at the things that they're not doing. Like, yeah. I wish my friend would be available more. I mm-hmm. wish my friend would go to coffee with me. I wish my friend would do this. I wish my friend would do this and mm-hmm. this and this. Like, we're constantly looking at their weaknesses instead of yeah. looking at their strengths. Right. Um, yeah. Which I think is really powerful. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's take it to the flip side then. Yeah. Like we've kind of talked about the tearing down. And I think you're absolutely absolutely right. I love the metaphor and just, you know, coming out of a construction project here at the church yeah. and thinking about how much work went into building up. For sure. You know, and then you see those videos on YouTube, like where they knock down a water tower and it's like one little yep. and the whole thing done. explodes and falls down and it's done. And, you know, so it's, it's a great... A great illustration. And two, like, if you were to ask people who have had broken friendships, Mm -hmm. I guarantee you they can nail it down to one thing Mm -hmm. that was Mm -hmm. either said or done. Right. It was was like a demolition site. Right. It was probably one one thing. One thing was said. Or or one event that it it ruined that friendship. One misunderstanding. One hurt feeling. For sure. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. And we store that. We were talking about that. Like, we, we carry the negatives, right? We hold on Mm -hmm. to those negatives. And like, I think it's so silly, right? How you can think back, like I can think of a specific thing that a friend said in eighth grade. (laughs) Yeah. 
that was negative about me. And I still can think about that and bring it up and still think, man, those words really affected me. And it was in eighth grade, like what, I was 13, you know? Which, (laughs) yeah, which I work in an elementary school and I'll hear kids say the phrase, sticks and stones may break Mm. my bones, but words will never hurt me. I'm like, oh, yes, they will. Oh, yes, they will. And you'll be (laughs) thinking of them in your 30s and in your 40s and, yeah. Um, oh goodness. Yeah. So words are so powerful. So the flip side where, where I'm trying to get us to is, uh, first Thessalonians 511 calls us to encourage and build one another up. And that word encourage there is coming from the Greek parakaleo, which literally, if we've, if you've ever heard the term paraclete, like that's one of the terms we use for the Holy Spirit. Right? That's mm-hmm. who the Holy Spirit is. Mm-hmm. He is an encourager. He is one who comes alongside mm-hmm. of us, right alongside of us, and is like, keep going, girl. You got this. You For got sure. this. And that's what we're called to be. So like, we started by talking about how we can do Satan's work for him. Yeah. But the flip side is we can work hand in hand with the Holy Spirit to encourage and to build up. And literally that term there is talking about like properly to build a house. Yeah, absolutely. So exactly what you were just talking yeah. about. Like we have the opportunity to build up our friends, to create in them something substantial and lasting, like a home. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're, as women, we're just really weird. We're mm-hmm. really awkward. And, mm-hmm. you know, like somebody tells us like, oh, you look really nice today. It's like, uh, Thanks. Like, we don't know what to do. Right. We don't know how to respond yep. to a compliment. And sometimes I think we're the same with encouragement. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to respond to encouragement. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think when it comes, though, out of a place, from a place of love, especially, too, when you've built credibility with that friend, mm-hmm. they know you and you know them. Right. Um, whether they're in your close circle or mm-hmm. they're in your village, um, you, by the way that you are living your life day to day, you've built credibility with them so that when you're giving them words of encouragement, they're going to take it. Right. Um, right. We, so if it's someone who trusts you, for sure. they're going to trust those words. Mm-hmm. So really underlying that, like, it's not just the building up of the person, but it's the building up of the relationship. Absolutely. Yeah, you you have to start with that foundation. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you, you talk about the building this church, like you've got to start with a foundation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that foundation is very basic and very, um, it's getting to know that person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, and sometimes it, it happens over time. Right. And it sometimes it can happen right away or sometimes, what did it say, like 200 hours, I yeah. think? Yeah. That it takes to like really build like friendship. to mm-hmm. get out of that awkwardness mm-hmm. zone, mm-hmm. Um, which 200 hours, like you first think of it as like, that's really not that long. But then if you think of the time that you spend mm-hmm. with your friends, like, oh yeah, I could two see Two hours how here, two hours there. That's a, that's a <laughs> long time before you're really like close friends. Yep. Um, and you are able to build each other up. And right. one of the things that um, like the going back to I'm cycling back to the strengths and weaknesses mm-hmm. um, is the positive to negative interactions you have with your friend. Mm. So I'm thinking along the lines of feedback. Mm-hmm. Maybe not feedback. I shouldn't say feedback because I don't like it. Sometimes I think feedback sounds more like an evaluation mm-hmm. and I don't like mm-hmm. that. So 
ignore that term that I just said. <laughs> um, I guess more just conversation with your mm-hmm. friend or when you're building them up. Or So the ratio is five to one. So for every one negative thing you are saying mm-hmm. to your friend or mm-hmm. about your friend, there should be five positives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so when you think of that, when you think of it that way, right. like for every one negative, so think of if you are listening to this and you have children, mm-hmm. if you are correcting your kid and you're giving them one negative, mm-hmm. you need to back it up with five positives. Mm-hmm. So if that is true with daily interactions, like think of our friends, right? like think of how much encouragement, words of wisdom, right. building them up, we need to be giving them. Yeah. On a day-to-day basis. Like, if right. we are never, ever giving them any sorts of words right. of encouragement, yeah, that's pretty sad. Right. Yeah. And it could be a text. Right. Like, yes. literally, I have a friend that lives on the other side of the country, and she will just send me a text that says, hey, hope you're having a good day today. Mm-hmm. Like, boom, right there. That's it. Like, that's a simple way of building right. each other up. Like, because right. what that does for me mm-hmm. is, oh my gosh, she thought of me. <laughs> like, but no, I mean, yeah, I'm such a softie. But it does, like, that fills my tank as right. a friend. Like, right. that is something that is so little. So I think when we think of encouraging each other, we're like, oh my gosh, I have to think of this, like, big, mm. elaborate thing to encourage them to do. Like, no. Send them a text and be like, hey, I'm gl- I'm so glad you're my friend. Yeah. Like, I'm so glad that somehow God had us cross paths. Or maybe mm-hmm. that might feel awkward for, your, for you and you're right. like, no. Send them yeah. a text that has, I don't know if you have a bitmoji. Yeah. <laughs> but those are like all pre-made. Find right. one that says good morning with a cup of coffee. I don't yeah. know. But yep. do something to communicate to your friends and right. keep those lines of communication open. Right. Yeah. No, I love that. I love that. And... Um, I love how you were talking to about knowing your friends mm-hmm. and and their strengths and all of that. And I think that we can go back to the mm-hmm. conversation I had with Sarah and the love languages and the conversation oh, yeah. I had with Katie and the strengths and all of that. Like we need to know our friends. And that's where you're saying like you need to build that foundation you because you need to know how to best encourage this friend, mm-hmm. right? And different friends need different types of encouragement. Yeah. And so there are friends who need you to be silly with them, and that's what gives them courage to keep going. I mean, because literally when we think about encouraging someone, like it's giving them courage. It's taking some of yours and laying it on them, Mm -hmm. right? Like handing over something that I have, the positive in me, and giving it to you so that you can keep going, so you can keep moving forward, facing whatever you're facing. And so some friends, they need you to laugh with them and to send them dumb gifts. and um, (laughs) Dad jokes. (laughs) Dad jokes, whatever. Some friends literally need you to call them and just pray with them. Some friends need to hear like, you're doing so great and I'm so proud of you. Like hang in there. Like some friends just need to be told like persevere you got this mm-hmm. you're going to make it through mm-hmm. like so it, it differs it differs for all of us and so that's kind of where it comes back to we just need to know each other and the more that we know each other the better we know each other the better we yeah. will be able to share courage with yeah, each other for sure and build each other up uh this last verse that I had here is out of Hebrews 10:24 and it says stimulate one another to love and good deeds. And um, I I have to mention this uh, this Greek word here because I thought this was so so very 
interesting because it's, okay, it's paroxysmus is the actual Greek word, which no one cares about except for me. Um, but do you see, like I wrote this down for us to look at, a provocation which literally jabs or cuts someone so they must respond. So like this is the opposite of that biting at the beginning of like cutting people down. Like this is like punching your person in the shoulder like you need to act. Yeah. Right? Shot so this <laughs> this stimulate one another to love and good deeds. It's like the flip side of using our words to devour each other is that we need to use our words to like light a fire under each other's butts sometimes. For sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> like that and that's the positive of using our words is that there's times when we have to I'm going to say lay into each other because that's not what this is talking about. This is like talking like inspire each other. Yeah. And I think that is so powerful. Like when you think of that in friendship, like we are literally being called to inspire one another to love and good deeds, to use our words with that kind of power. So when I, yeah, and when I think of inspire, excuse me, when I think of inspiring somebody, I think of, okay, what would be inspiring for me? Like do Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Do that. Mm -hmm. Pom-poms. Yeah. And a dance routine? Should I go? Absolutely. Go, Lindsay, go. Yes, for sure. But I do, like, what, when you see, or look at the people around you, the friends around you that you have, and you're like, gosh, because we all have that. Mm-hmm. Um, which, that's careful, be careful, mm-hmm. don't compare. But, right. like, you're like, man, they really inspire me. Instead of looking mm. at it as a comparison, like, oh, I'm not like that, like, let it inspire yeah. you to be mm. that kind of friend. Like, mm-hmm. and what friend, be the friend that you want to be or mm-hmm. that you want to have. Right. Like, if that's the kind of friend that you want, then guarantee mm-hmm. your friends are probably going to want that too. Mm-hmm. Be that kind of friend to your friends. For sure. Yeah. Um, and with, I've, we get so caught up in the pettiness of things and with mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think the biggest downfall in our friendships, in building friendships and building them up and maybe even letting them be what God wants them to be, Mm -hmm. is our own selfishness and our Mm -hmm. own pride and our own stuff that just Mm -hmm. gets in the way. Mm -hmm. And I think if we can view the people, because I think even in our own little circle of friends, the people that are closest to us, we can find little downfalls in them. And mm-hmm. that's where we need to, you know, we got to go back and focus on their strengths and right. what they're doing good. But at the heart of it all, not only for our friends, but the people in the world around us that we mm. see, like we need to be viewing them through the eyes of redemption. Mm. They, God, there is nothing so special about you mm-hmm. that God died just for you <laughs> and that Jesus came just to save you. And, and these people, like he didn't come to save them. Like right. Jesus came to redeem us all. And so if mm-hmm. we can redeem, uh, view our friends through the lens of redemption, right. Right. I think that gives us a different perspective on how to act when we're around our mm-hmm. friends and how to treat our friends mm-hmm. and how to love them. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The passage that Zach was preaching on this morning in Ephesians chapter four was kind of talking about that, that same thing, right? That we have to make allowance yeah. for each other. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's grace. And when we can have grace 
for each other's downfalls, but then see ourselves as home constructors, as home builders, Mm -hmm. you know, as the ones who are giving courage and spurring one another on towards loving good deeds. Like we, we need to be each other's cheerleaders. Yeah. We need to be each other's safe zone and that construction team, all of that. So I told you, I wanted to, um, kind of reflect back on your work before we wrap up here. Um, so you are a school counselor and in school counseling, it is heartbreaking work sometimes because you have a front seat to seeing children who are just terribly wounded, um, often by the people who should be caring for them the most, Yes, often by their families. Um, and, um, I was even recounting to you a story of a woman who was in a life group with me and just the hateful things that she had been told her whole life, just Mm -hmm. hateful, right? So we have these children that you work with, but these children become adults. And these, these children who are adults are now the people sitting next to us in church. They're our friends. They're the ladies that we're in life group with, and they're coming here, um, and I don't want to use the word the victims of, but they're coming here having experienced mm-hmm. a lot of the first half of what we talked about, mm-hmm. the biting and the devouring. And mm-hmm. they've they've been just chewed up by the world. Mm-hmm. So will you just reflect for us for a few moments as adult friends, how do we enter into each other's stories when we know that that story has that past. Okay, so I, I think it's very simple. Um, I get asked a lot at school and uh, with people that know my job, like, how are you able to do that? And one, I don't go into it to save them mm-hmm. and to fix them. Mm. I go into that whenever I talk to a kid or a family. I go into it in an area of how can I help? Like, that's mm-hmm. the first thing is how can I help? Mm-hmm. But two, like, I'm just here to bring you comfort. Like while you're Mm -hmm. at our school five days a week Mm -hmm. for seven hours, like I'm there to love you. Mm -hmm. I'm not here to fix what's going on. Like if I could, I would Mm -hmm. believe me, but that's not why I got into this job. Like Mm -hmm. I got into that job to love kids, Mm -hmm. to let them know they're cared for Mm -hmm. and to do what I can to help. Right. I think the same is with when these people grow up to be adults Mm -hmm. And they come into your life group or they come into your circle of friends. Mm -hmm. You're not there to fix them. Right. You can't change their past. Yeah. But you can offer help. Mm -hmm. And you can be there to love them. Yeah. Like, it's very simple. And I think we are the ones that make it hard and we make it awkward. And Mm -hmm. we try to add all these things. Now, for those of you listening that you do have that past Mm -hmm. and you're going, okay, but nobody gets it. Mm-hmm. You're right. We don't. Mm-hmm. However, there's people that still want to love you because of it. Right. We still want right. to love you just because of your you mm-hmm. and you are a person who God has redeemed. Right. There is nothing extra special about you and there's also nothing that God can't use and mm-hmm. that other people can't love. So right. how do we enter into another story? Mm-hmm. We, it's very simple. We love. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do. We love. And right. that sounds so right. cliche, 
But like, what does love look like to you? Like love looks like talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Love looks like um, just being around somebody. Mm-hmm. Love looks like pitching in when they need help with something. And it could be like you've talked in previous podcasts, helping clean dishes. It could just be mm-hmm. going and sitting with somebody. Mm-hmm. It could be listening, right. listening to their story. Right. But I think how we enter in is being available and just not doing it to fix them, mm-hmm. but just be present and right show them that you care for them right yeah I love that we we aren't called to be someone else's savior no that's Jesus's job right um we aren't called to redeem their story mm-hmm. that's also that's also his job yep um but but as encouragers we can remind each other of yeah. the redeemer of the savior and we yeah. have we have tremendous potential to speak in and to help someone reconstruct a life that's maybe been torn down in the past. Mm-hmm. So, so when you have a friend mm-hmm. that has a past, like it's not your job to go in and fix it. It's right. your job to go in and there and be their friend. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. Don't make it more complicated yeah. because if you do, then it just gets awkward. Right. Be their friend. Yeah. Yeah. Just love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. I love you and appreciate you. And I'm so glad for your wisdom and what you've been able to share here. And I'm very excited for the conversations that are going to come from this. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. You all take care. Have another good week and go encourage someone.